Hey everyone, welcome to Conversations with the Real Estate Redhead. Today we are going to talk about if you should sell your house before you buy your next one. And, you know, the answer to that question can change depending on, you know, your specific scenario, your specific situation. So we're going to talk about that today and thank you guys for tuning in. So let's say you have a house that you want to sell. You have a house that you want to buy. You're thinking about moving. You're not really sure what to do first. You know, maybe you've never even bought a house and you're just wondering how do people buy and sell at the same time? So the way that I can kind of describe this is you remember, I don't know, depending on how old, you know, you guys are. Whenever I was growing up, we had like these teen bop magazines and they would always be like, you know, where should you go on where should you go for vacation this year? Or, um, so are you thinking about buying a, um, an iPad? Or are you thinking an, an, an iPod? Or are you thinking about buying a, um, an MP3 player or whatever? Like whenever, I don't even remember, or like, um, I don't even remember like what some of the topics were, but they're basically like these flow charts of like, do you want, it would be yes or no. And it, depending on how you answered the question would depend on which route you took on the little flowchart map. And they had, they were kind of like semi-interactive and they were cute. So just kind of think about that a little bit whenever I'm describing some of this to you. So if you are a seller, um, you know, you're, you need to sell your house and, and, or you're thinking about buying your, your next one, you know, you're, you're kind of thinking about, okay, well, well, what, what needs to come first? If you are, if you own your house outright, or if you have a whole bunch of cash sitting in a, in an account and you know that that's going to be enough to be able to buy your next house, then a lot of what I'm going to talk about doesn't, doesn't, doesn't necessarily apply because you won't need to sell your existing house to buy your, your new one. Um, but if you have to sell your existing house to be able to buy a new one, then you'll want to pay close attention to the different details I'm going to discuss today. So if you We've, we've done it. My best friend, she, she called me a few weeks ago. They were thinking about selling and she didn't know where the heck to begin. And so that's where I really came up with this idea to kind of talk about, because I think that it's really important for people just to kind of understand. Um, it can be a really stressful and really hard period of time only because there's so many moving parts and there's so many things that are that are happening. So I'm going to try not to forget any steps. I'm not perfect. This is a podcast after all. I may forget some things. But basically, whenever you decide that you want to move from your house and you have your existing house and you want to go ahead and think about buying your next, you know, all of the normal things are going to come into play. Where do I want to live? How much do we want to spend? How big of a house do we want? Are we wanting to downsize? Or are we wanting to get a bigger house? You know, do we want to be closer to town? Do we want to be further from people? All of those things don't change, you know, from house to house. It's just the method from being able to go from one to the next. So you can do, you can, you can do it a few different ways, but essentially what you want to do anytime that you um, want to buy a house, if you are going to be purchasing something and once the, a, uh, your other house has to sell in order for this new one to be able to be purchased, that's called contingent. And it's no different than, you know, me being able to go buy this car, I'm going to have to sell my car and me buying my new car is contingent upon the sale of me selling my car. It's no different than with a house and with the, with the, the definition of contingent means the same thing. So 
It's basically one thing has to happen for the next to happen. And you have to disclose that in a contract. If I was going to, if I was going to go buy someone's house, you know, if you would want the other person to know that you're not going to just be able to go to the bank and get the money without being able to sell your house already. Um, and so basically if you were to think about it, if you were pre-approved for $500,000 and you currently owe 250000 on your your current home, you could technically, depending on the lender and everything else, you could technically keep that house and be able to go use the remaining two fifty that you're qualified for to be able to go buy another. Now, you can't buy two houses at once, each for two fifty. but if you already have a principal balance on your house of about half or a different amount, whatever, two fifty, just because it's easy, you can use that remaining. And then that's how people buy rent houses. You can't, you know, if you're qualified for 300,000, you can't owe 250 on your house and go buy another house for 50 grand. Um, the bank won't lend you any more than what your income and your debt to income ratio threshold is. Um, and we can get more into that later, but basically if you're pre-approved for a certain amount, that's why you have to sell you know, your existing house almost always. And sometimes, you know, you're moving across country, moving, moving to a different city or whatever. You don't want to have a rent house when you're no, when you don't live there or whatever, you're just not interested in being a landlord, whatever you want, whatever your situation may be. So that's, that's, that's called contingent. Whenever you sell one house to be able to buy another, it means that you're contingent upon the sale. And almost always the homeowner of whoever you are offering on is going to want your house to be under contract already. So if I go up, you know, person A wants to buy person's B, person B's house. Person A doesn't even have their house listed. Do you think that person B is going to be wanting to accept a contingent offer whenever person A has to sell that house and it's not even listed yet? The answer is no. Um, I would never want to do that. I would never be willing to accept an offer on my personal house if the person who was offering on it didn't already have their house listed for sale. And I don't think depending on the market and depending on how quickly everything was moving and how quickly I needed to move, I wouldn't want to accept an offer on someone on from, from someone whenever their house was listed for sale, but there was no end in sight for when that house was going to close because you know, things can move at a snail's pace or things can move really quickly depending on when a house gets listed. And if I accept someone's offer on my house and their house has been on mar on the market for two weeks or two months, and there's still no offer, there's still no talks of an offer, then their offer that they give me has no ne necessary end in sight because how am I supposed to know when I'm actually going to sell? How am I going to be getting ready to move? And then you could potentially be m missing out on other buyers that are out there that are not contingent and that are not necessarily seeing your house on their home search because your house is no longer active. So... You know, we can talk about that a little bit too. So what does it mean whenever you put in a contingent offer? If all of the stars were to align, and it, this isn't a necessarily difficult thing, I think the hardest part with contingencies whenever you are trying to sell and buy at the same time is being patient for your own house to go under contract. Because the what ifs are so prevalent and there's so many things and there's so many dominoes that have to fall in the right spot in order for everything to work out. So say, for example, um, I am a person A, you are person B, and someone comes and I want to write an offer on your house. Well, someone has to come and buy my house. 
So every party that is involved in my transaction and purchasing my house has to happen on time and everyone has to do everything properly for me to be able to purchase your house. Well, where are you going to go? Are you going to buy another house? Well, then you're going to be contingent upon your house selling or say the people that are buying my house so that I can buy yours. What has to happen for the people that are buying my house to be able to buy mine so that I can buy yours. So it's not necessarily this very straightforward and easy thing to do. However, it's very doable. People do it every day. I've personally done it. I've walked buyers and sellers through doing it. So you just have to be in good communication on all sides. And you just need to make sure that everyone is, is staying on, on top of their game. Um, once you get through the inspection process, you're typically pretty easy sailing into the rest of it. You know, the you're not you're not always going to have, you know, any issues after that. Sometimes you will. However, it's usually pretty pretty easy going. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what a contingency offer is and kind of what that means. So, if I were to write a contingent offer on your house, I were to say, "Okay, my house is already under contract. We're going to close on um, let's see, August 1st." So I'm going to go ahead and put my effective date of being able to close on your house on August 1st. Everything will be ready to go. You could do it August 1st. You could do it August 2nd. Whatever is easiest for you, depending on where you're moving from. Um, we were able to close on our house, on the sale of our house at like 9 o'clock in the morning. And then we drove three hours to the new place where we were going to be living. And we were able to close that afternoon and we were still able to fund and be able to get the keys and move in that afternoon. That was very hard. Um, not all, not all the time can you do that, but your title company and your lenders just have to be in really good communication for that to happen. And you just have to be on the spot with everything. So thankfully all of that worked out. Um, but whenever, you know, it's, it's typically same day, it can be the next day. Um, always, you know, almost always, whenever you close, you're going to want it to be as quick as possible because the people that are selling are trying to leave us, you know, and, and go about their life and you want to get into your new house. So, you know, usually it's not like a few days or a week later. I mean, it can be, but unless there's like a circumstance or a reason for that, it's usually same day or next day. And then at that point, your offer, you know, your offer is contingent. Now what that means though and what that's really important for buyers to understand is that whenever you have a contingent offer, the seller can accept your offer and they will. However, even though, you know, the, the, the house doesn't technically go pending, meaning that someone can still come in and give your, give the seller an offer. And if they are not contingent on their home selling, if they are, you know, they might have stronger terms than you, they might be able to close faster. Um, they might be waiving some certain things in the contract, whatever they might be doing certain things in that contract to make theirs stand out from yours. And there's a very good chance that that seller can say, well, sorry, person a, I did get an offer. It's a better offer than yours. And we're going to have to go ahead and accept. Sorry about it you know, and then you can decide, okay, well, we'll, we will drop our contingency and we will still buy the house no matter if ours doesn't sell or please take us seriously. Here's an extra, you know, amount of dollars for our earnest money showing that we are very interested in this. If for whatever reason our offer doesn't go through and something falls out, we will not get this money back. So we understand, you know, that this is, 
like we want you to understand how important this house is to us and we still want to be able to to keep it so keep our contract in place so please take us seriously and so there's different things you can do but say for example person a is trying to sell and their their buyer backs out because of an issue in the inspection or their buyer is um, having a hard time, you know, proving um, that they can afford the loan to the lender. And there's just a lot of hiccups. And, you know, the seller's agent is going to be speaking with the buyer's agent to make sure that everything is moving according to plan. And if there are hiccups and there's things that aren't going well, that seller is going to be a lot more inclined to say, hey, you know, we're not going to go ahead and proceed. This other offer is better than yours. And we just are much more comfortable with proceeding in that direction. Um, and unfortunately, you know, the cards are going to fall where they're going to fall. And at the end of the day, you know, as a, as a realtor, it's our job to, to, to support you. And sometimes things happen and they're completely out of everyone's control and sellers still at the end of the day have a right to decide which way they want to go. And if that's something that they decide, however, it is very unfortunate there's really nothing that, that that we can do outside of, you know, their decision, um, outside of what I've already spoken about and doing our best to try and negotiate and help. That does happen. Thankfully, I've never had that happen before. Typically, you know, if a, if a uh, seller gets an offer, um, in my experience, it's kind of been towards the end of the loan process. And sometimes, you know, and, and almost almost exclusively in my experience, the sellers the sellers are happy to give you the house. They're they're happy to work with you. They 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 want you to buy the house. It's not like they're trying to sabotage anything. But you do come across those sellers that only care about themselves in the long run. They don't care about anyone else in the process. And you know, they will just say sorry about it. You know, it is what it is, and you know, move move right along. And so that can make it really hard as a buyer. Um, it's just another element in the contract. It's not necessarily anything to to you know be concerned about or worry with the, about the what ifs because like I said, you can't control anything. Um, you can just you know show up and do your best, um, and that's why it's important also to write a, a uh, whenever you're writing a contingency offer to make sure that it's a, that it's a pretty strong offer that it's a good offer because you are asking a lot for your seller to have confidence that you're your house is going to sell on time and things like that. Um, but you know, ultimately whenever you have so many different pieces of the puzzle and there's so many things that are going on, buying and selling at the same time is not an easy thing to do. It's very doable. Like I said, people do it all the time, but just remember whenever you're setting yourself up to sell your house and buy another one, lean on your realtor, lean on your lender, lean on the title company, make sure that people are getting things done in, the, in, a, in a timely manner. Make sure that there's, that there, we're not, you're not just sitting around waiting for something to happen and that people aren't actively moving towards a, a solution whenever things come up. And the more that you can, you know, work with your team that are, that are there to support you, the, the better the transaction is going to go and the better you're going to feel throughout the process. Um, but it's definitely, it's definitely done a lot. It's very common. Um, and if you're ever out there searching and you're, you know, browsing online or you see something that is contingent, now you'll know what that means. Um, and, and typically whenever a, a buyer's agent reaches out to a, um, to a seller, a seller's agent on a property and they'll say, you know, is this offer, is the contingency strong? How is everything going? Oh yeah, we're closing next week. Everything is going good. Oh, well, appraisal is next week. Everything is going really good. Or, 
you know, the latter, and then, you know, they may, they may decide to, uh, to offer. And some buyers, if there's a contingency, they can decide not to offer too. I mean, there's also same with multiple offer situations. It's kind of like, oh, I don't want to deal with the multiple offer situation. A buyer can decide that. Or a buyer can say, oh, there's an offer on the table already, and I don't want to really present a backup offer. A buyer can decide that too. So don't don't worry and think that just because you have a contingency offer, another buyer is going to want to come in and, and um, swoop in and take it from you. But it depends on the market. You know, things can change. And right now we're in a shifting market where there's more listings coming on. Um, you know, it's still an active seller's market. Things are still looking good for sellers, but buyers are also also having a little bit, a little bit of an easier time as well. So, um, you know, a year or two ago, it was a lot harder to get a contingency offer accepted because there were so many buyers everywhere that sellers were more inclined to, uh, to accept other offers, but now that's not necessarily the case. So, um, you know, if, if you're experiencing, you know, a contingency or if that's something that you know that, that you're going to be going through, just lean on your team of people helping you. And, you know, there's no reason why you can't, but why, why you can't get it, you know, taken care of. But, um, as always, if you have any questions for me, I'm always available. I'm sure there's things and there's small details that I missed, but you know, if you have any questions about any of it, let me know. And if you're thinking of buying or selling, hit me up and I'll be happy to interview for the job. You guys take care.